Weekday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. Now, depression is a battle that many seniors fight. It has been reported that one in five elderly Singaporeans has to deal with its impact on mental health upon reaching 70 and beyond. There are many causes of elderly depression, like loneliness, lower life satisfaction, and feelings of being a burden to their families. Often, elderly depression is not given enough attention and gets dismissed as a person showing his or her age through acting up or complaining about various aspects in life. The danger here is that an elderly person's ability to recover from serious medical conditions can be impeded if depression is untreated. Money FM 89.3 welcomes Dr. Xiao Su Yin, Associates Consultant, Department of Psychiatry, Sengkang General Hospital. We're going to talk about the signs that indicate depression in an elderly person, which we should absolutely not ignore, and the ways that these senior citizens can promptly seek help. Welcome to the show, Dr. Xiao. Now, what is the current state of depression among the elderly in Singapore? Thank you very much, Clarissa, for having me here today. I think you have summarised really very beautifully about the facts of elderly depression in Singapore. And you likely state that every one in five elderly people in Singapore, mm-hmm. age 75 and above, actually shows signs of depression. Right. I'm going to start off with a very sad fact here that we are estimating that there will be an annual increase of 5% in the numbers of cases involving the depressed elderly. Mm-hmm. And you ask about what are the signs that we can actually detect, mm-hmm. signs or symptoms of depression in elderly. Well, it's not easy. It's very challenging because a lot of our elderly population, they do not express their emotions very freely. No, you know. they get more irritable. Exactly. So they don't tell you that I'm sad, I'm, no, I feel hope, I don't want to live anymore. Right. But we can see from changes in their behaviours sure. as family members, friends or close relatives. The usual behaviour that we'll see is there is a, a vast difference mm-hmm. from their usual character. Someone who is bubbly, active and outgoing becomes very withdrawn, very sad, very irritable as you mentioned. And they usually would be very annoyed when, when people keep asking, how are you? Right. And some of them will complain a lot of physical s- symptoms like I'm feeling pains, I'm very worried about things. And there are changes in their habits like sleeping ha- habits. Mm-hmm. Either they're sleeping too much or they're not sleeping much at all can also determine that someone might be suffering from depression. And changes in their appetite is one of another signs. For example, some elderly may be eating more or eating less. And then they will be followed by some other physiological changes. For example, like they start becoming thinner, they start becoming more lethargic, they are very tired. They often appear as if not motivated. Mm-hmm. They just sit down whole day not doing anything much. And some might even be more serious. They start harboring or thinking about negative things. For example, feeling very hopeless. Like mm-hmm. They'll say things like, I don't feel there's not anything much in this world for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some will sign like they feel worthless. Like, I think everyone is grown out. Nobody needs me anymore. Right. Then this is some of the signs that we might be al- alarming because we might think about suicidal thoughts. The right. elderly might be thinking about ending their life, in, you know, but, but they won't tell you directly. Okay. Mm. What are some of the triggers, do you think? I, mm. I'm going to assume that mm. one of the triggers would be their failing health. Yes. But are there other triggers? 
there's no one simple explanation for mm-hmm. depression. There are multiple factors that may lead to may lead an elderly to depression. Right. You rightly pointed physical health or deteriorating in physical health mm-hmm. is one of the main trigger. But there can be other causes as well. For example, some elderly have very strong family history of depression. Mm-hmm. So there is a genetic vulnerability of okay. getting depression. Right. Some of the medical conditions that they suffer from, for example, uh, chronic debilitating medical conditions like stroke or even Parkinson's disease, all these can directly cause chemical imbalance and leads to depression. Mm-hmm. But it can also indirectly cause depression by causing the elderly to feel that their health are... The impaired mobility yes, and correct, things like that exactly. would, would make it more well challenging. Put, yes, definitely. Okay. Um, my personal experiences with the elderly... Uh, thankfully, was very different. My my mother was very vibrant. My mother-in-law, my, my in-laws are very, very vibrant, even though they are very, very advanced in age. And they stayed very active. They stayed within a network of friends their own age. They did things that were relevant and fun for them, which, okay, I have to admit, I laugh at, you know, like the yeah, Tai Chi classes and stuff like that. But that gave them purpose, which you addressed. You say yes. they don't have a purpose. Yes. They don't have meaning. It also addresses the potential loneliness because we're all out, we're grown up, we're working, we're, we're doing our own thing, we're building our lives. And at some point, the elderly may feel vulnerable because they are lonely. That's a big one, I yes, would assume. Definitely. So as family members, what can we do to encourage them to get out there, to do more of those things, to keep their network of friends, to keep their activities vibrant like that? What can we do? That is a very good question. And I like the way you put, like, loneliness is one of the major factors mm-hmm. as well for depression. So as family members, what I would usually advise family is to really be sensitive to sure. the changes in the personality and behaviour of the elderly, to be empathetic about, listen to what the struggles, why they don't want to go out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to really try to engage them more, like know, knowing their baseline and know their, their usual character, knowing their usual hobbies, you try to encourage that hobbies in them. Like mm-hmm. for example, for example, if someone's father who has enjoyed golfing, mm-hmm. encourage them, sign them up for some of these courses, get them friends that enjoy the same hobbies to go sure. out. So that they can you know, continue to widen their social support, widen their uh, network, and they have we have a lot of community resources in Singapore, right. and whereby we have like, you know, community centers. We have a lots of activity. We have exercises in groups. Encourage them to really go and join, try it out. Because elderly often are afraid to take the first step. Right. Yeah, and they always feel that if I do this, who's gonna fetch me? Who's gonna bring me? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a burden. And some of them have physical limitation. So need to really be very creative and you know, modify some of the ways that we can approach the elderly so that they don't feel isolated. And family, it's important for them to visit the elderly frequently. Check right. on them if you can't, you're far away and you're not able pick to visit. Pick up the phone. Yes, pick up the phone, talk to them and see, hey, how's your day? And mm-hmm. Ask them how they are and get people around the elderly, their friends to also talk to them. Yeah, so that they don't feel isolated in some way. All right. Um, how should we as family members or as friends of, of those elderly encourage them, support them and make sure they seek the medical help? Because let's face it, you're talking about a generation that doesn't like to go to the doctor. Yes. So how do we get them to see a medical professional if they need the medical assistance? 
that is going to be a very tricky question, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Well, um, it's really about sitting down and talking to them. Mm-hmm. We don't say, hey, you're not well, you go to see a doctor now. Mm-hmm. But it takes time to really engage the elderly, really understand this, to really get them to seek the proper help. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to see a doctor, we might bring them to the nearest community centre, like mm-hmm. for example, family service centre, the nearest, mm-hmm. where they have counsellor, they can talk to the elderly and give professional opinion. Right. right. Because that's probably less scary for the elderly to just go to a doctor's street. But I think everyone in the community plays a role, especially the near and dear ones, like mm-hmm. the family members, to really understand the elderly struggle. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. I, I'm sure it's not easy for the elderly mm. and I'm sure that it's also very challenging for the immediate family members who are closest. Yes. Because sometimes we don't see it. Yes. Sometimes we don't know what to do when we do see it. Now, one of the things that, that concerns me is at the start, we talked about one in five elderly may be suffering from depression. And you said that number could rise annually by as much as 5%. Yes. Now, at that point, what signs are we looking at when that depression or just that you know slight loneliness or crosses into the territory of worse things like suicidal thoughts? Do things change? Do we see more clear signs? Well, again, that's also a very tricky situation because they do not express themselves freely. Mm-hmm. But I usually would divide it into the three things. First would be the talk, the action and mm-hmm. the mood. Okay. So the talk, elderly would say things indirectly that might show that they are crossing into the territory of suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. For example, like, I'm getting of age. All my children are grown up. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs me anymore. I think one day I can just live without any regrets. I'm of no use in this community. Mm-hmm. So this one of the thoughts that suggests an elderly might be feeling very worthless. They see no purpose in their life. That might suggest that they might be having some thoughts of ending their life. Sooner right. or later, but we don't know when. Right. Then the action. That's commonly that I've seen uh, patients in my clinic. Where they start, you know, like family members, they report that some of my, my, like my parents, they start doing all these things. Am I supposed to be worried? For example, they start giving away possession mm-hmm. or they start making wheels of no, and suddenly they start making wheels or start telling them things like what to do when I'm no longer around. Mm-hmm. Or they start defaulting like their medications or their appointments, you know. Think, because some of them might think by not taking medication, this will kill me slowly or end my life eventually. Mm-hmm. Or some of them start stocking up medication that they may eventually intend to overdose on. So these are also some of the actions that we want to look out for. Right. That might be a red alert. And the mood, some of them will be very irritable, or very moody, very withdrawn. Or they are only standing at the window looking down and talking very negatively about their life. We might want to be on the lookout to suggest that it's time to intervene and bring the elderly to see a doctor. Is there a time that it's too early or too late for a family member to say, "Okay, mom, let's go. I'm taking you to see a doctor. I think this is beyond what I can do to her. Mm. I love you. I want to help, mm. but I don't, I'm not sure how to help. So I'm going to take you to somebody who might be able to help. Is, it, is there a, a mm. point that it's too early or is there a point that's too late? It's better early than late though. Okay. okay. <laughs> the earlier we can help an elderly fight depression, the better the outcome is. As 
we will never say it's every too early. Mm-hmm. We'll, even if they are not crossing to that territory sure. yet, they still need help. And we should as provide help. As long as help. they're feeling yes, vulnerable. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Now, before I let you go, Dr. Xiao, yes. to me, with Singapore's aging population, we're all going to get there at some point. Are there words of advice for the family members, for the caregivers, that would be useful for them to assist them with someone in their family, an elderly in their family who might be suffering from depression? So some words for the family members mm-hmm. out there. First of all, you need to be aware what is depression, what are the signs of depression in the seniors, and to be sensitive to all these signs and changes in the character and personality of the seniors. To be really empathy and talk to the seniors, always talk to them, find out what's going on, or how can you help them. Pick up the early signs and bring them to, to see a doctor. Whereas, I mean, everyone plays a role. Of course, seniors there themselves can also play a role to maintain a healthier lifestyle, mm-hmm. to go out, widen their social support, go out and exercise, be exposed to sunlight because all this brighten, sunlight brighten up their mood. Mm-hmm. Exercise also increase, improve their physical function, increase the endorphin, the happy hormones, and to talk to someone to make them feel less lonely. And basically to have family members around them be in- included in every social activity with the family members would be very helpful for the elderly and for the family to bond and understand what the struggle the elderly is going through. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Xiao Su Yin, Associate Consultant, Department of Psychiatry, Sengkang General Hospital, for sharing with us some of the things that we should know about elderly depression. You're on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.